I want you to meet me today in 1 Corinthians 16. I will begin reading with verse 5. This is the Apostle Paul communicating to the church in Corinth that he wants to come and see them. He wants to visit. And that's what he says. Verse 5. I am coming to visit you after I have been to Macedonia, for I am planning to travel through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay a while with you, possibly all winter, and then you can send me on my way to my next destination. This time, I don't want to make just a short visit and then go right on. I want to come and stay a while, if the Lord will let me. In the meantime, I will be staying here at Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. There's a wide open door for a great work here. Well, here's the breakdown from Paul based on what we just read. I want to come and visit. I want to stay with you for a long period of time. It won't be a short visit. Right now, though, I'm in Ephesus. And there is a, did you catch this? There's a wide open door for a great work here. The word door in 1 Corinthians 16.9 is used 39 times in the New Testament. And there are no surprises with its meaning. In the original construction of the sentence, the word door, a Greek word, means primarily door. It is also used to reference a gate or entrance. But primarily, we're talking about a door. What kind of door is this, though? Is it a real physical door? Or is Paul referring to something figurative here? I think the text indicates that Paul is referring to a figurative door that can best be described as an opportunity. Basically, Paul is stating to the church in Corinth, I'm coming to you. I'm coming. But first, I have this great opportunity for effective work. I read through all 39 verses using this Greek word for door throughout the New Testament, and it's interesting because sometimes the word refers to a real door or gate, and other times it's figurative. In 1 Corinthians, Paul is clearly referring to a figurative door of opportunity. Now, why discuss this? Well, there is a Christian cliche used that refers to God and doors that I think needs some explanation. And perhaps there's a better way to state it. Here's our cliche-ish for today. When God closes a door, he opens a window. When God closes a door, he opens a window. Maybe you have used or thought this phrase in the past. I'm sure I have at some point. Here's the question, though. Does that actually happen? Closed door. Grrr. Boo. Open window. Yay. <laughs> Does God operate that way? Well, here's a spiritual and theological answer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he does. You don't really see that language in Scripture, though, so it's challenging. 
I do know that God gives us opportunities and we should pursue them, which leads to our big idea for today. Here it is. God gives us opportunities or doors and we should fully pursue them. I believe this is true. God, here's what he does. He gives us opportunities and we should fully pursue them. Now, here's what I would like to do today. I want to share a foundational principle as we think about opportunities and open doors. Then we'll look at scripture and we'll finish with some takeaways. Ready? Here's a foundational principle for pursuing God opportunities. Let me share it this way. One day, an expert in religious law, a really smart guy, came to Jesus. And you can read all about this in Matthew chapter 22. So this smart guy, he comes to Jesus and says, what's the most important commandment, Jesus? Well, he did that to trick Jesus because there's no way you can take all of the commandments found in Scripture and come up with one that is the most important. So this is a trap for Jesus. Well, Jesus answered the smart guy and said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. And here's what Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So, love God and love others. Love God and love others. That's what Jesus said. Now, there is a lot that could be unpacked under both of those statements. Love God and love others. But let's simplify and do it this way. Love God. Now, scripture is replete with how we should love God. Don't worship idols, right? Don't put anything in front of God. Get rid of all bitterness. Be kind to each other, forgiving one another. Don't use foul or abusive language. Instead, let everything you say be good and helpful. How about this one? Imitate God. Imitate him and run from sexual immorality. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. This is what we see in Scripture. By the way, that's why we spend time in the Word of God on Sundays. And it's why we should be reading between Sundays. It's why we gather together so that we can hear over and over and over again, here's how to love God. We do that because it is foundational to pursuing God opportunities. Love God. I would encourage you and challenge you to give your life to discovering how you can love God. I don't believe it's hard to find. Love God. What about love others? Yes. Yes. It's not optional in God's kingdom. Love God and love your neighbor. Now, I will posit to you 
that if we establish that foundation in our lives, love God and love others, I believe the doors are wide open for us to pursue the God opportunities that come our way. And we should just do it. Jump in with both feet and go. And here's why I say that. If our friendship with God is right, think about this now. If our friendship with God is right, and if our friendships with others are right, well, I think we can go and do what we want to do, what we're passionate about, what interests us. And I don't think God is going to have much of an issue with that if we do it all as unto the Lord, because we're living the way that God wants us to live. And when we're living the way God wants us to live, opportunities. Now, we may not always see those opportunities because life can be a little mundane, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But we will have opportunities or open doors. And it all starts with loving God and loving others. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God and love others. That's the foundational principle. Now, I want you to listen to this from Philippians chapter 4. Philippians is a New Testament book. And here's what we read in chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. There's a lot of whatevers here. And I have that underlined in my Bible. I would encourage you to do the same because that is a key word. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right and pure and lovely and admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Well, these are more words from the Apostle Paul. This time he is writing to God's holy people in Philippi. And he's communicating, look, there's latitude in living out the story of Jesus. They and we are encouraged to do whatever as long as it reflects the character of God and points to him. Author Erwin McManus states it this way in his book called Seizing Your Divine Moment. Think any God thoughts you want. Do any deeds you desire to do. Do it boldly, whatever the cost. Circumstances cannot rob you of the joy of life. And if you will give your life for God's risky business, you will find that you can do all things through the power of him who gives you strength. Let me ask you this. What kind of God opportunities are in front of you? For me, the God opportunity is Valley Point. 
I never cease to be amazed at how God is using us at the speed of real relationships to impact and be bright lights in our communities, even during a pandemic. I'm really proud of you. I am. Maybe the God opportunity in front of you is your work. And maybe you don't like it. And perhaps it doesn't feel like a God opportunity, but it is. Remember, our work matters to God. Because through it, we have the opportunity to provide and give. And perhaps in your work, there is someone there who needs you to be a bright light. Maybe God wants you to think differently about that opportunity. Maybe your God opportunity is your children. God has placed them in your care for a short time. How are you managing that time? That's an open door. Maybe your God opportunity is your one. That one person you are seeking to be a bright light for in life. Maybe your God opportunity is a trial, pain, or sickness that you are walking through right now. We often like to move through these as quickly as possible. But perhaps in the pain, there is an open door. Maybe your God opportunity is a new business venture pending retirement, a mentoring opportunity, or even your grandchildren. Maybe your God opportunity is to be radically generous with the resources God has given to you. Maybe your opportunity is to be a bridge builder and pursue God's heart for racial reconciliation. Maybe your opportunity is to serve someone suffering in isolation during this pandemic. Maybe your opportunity is to care for an aging parent. What is your opportunity? Your open door. You know, sometimes these open doors are new and exciting. Sometimes they are mundane and right in front of us and part of everyday life. But there is something to learn and do in each case. It's interesting because... I think sometimes we are waiting on God to give us something or reveal something or drop an opportunity out of the sky for us. Have you ever felt that way? Like, come on, God. Come on, I'm ready for something new, something different, something big. I'm ready. What is it? Send me somewhere far away to be a bright light for you. Sometimes we are waiting on God, but... Maybe God is waiting on us. Maybe God wants us to stop waiting and get up and serve our family or love our neighbor. Maybe God wants us to stop waiting for that big thing and just do something. And think about this. God often clarifies next steps in the midst of obedience. Some takeaways. Ready? Takeaway number one, do not minimize your God opportunity. Don't minimize that, okay? Acts of love, kind words, tears for others, listening. God can use those things to build his kingdom and you get in on it. That's not a small thing. So please do not minimize your God opportunity. Takeaway number two, 
recognize you probably have more than one God opportunity in your church, in your home, where you work, in your social circles. There's probably several open doors. Takeaway number three, run your race, okay? Run your race. Don't be jealous of the God opportunities that he gives to others. You may never have the opportunity to travel as a missionary. You may never have the chance to give extravagantly. You may never get to see one of your friends come to church with you. You may never start something or build something. So, what has God given you? What's right in front of you? Do that. Run your race. And remember that when we offer ourselves as instruments for God's purpose, we create opportunities for others to experience God through us. That's a pretty big deal. Takeaway number four, go do something while loving God and loving others. That's that foundational principle. And do this, do it with passion. When you are madly in love with God, I think you can trust your passions. So I think a better way to say when God closes a door, he opens a window, is this. God gives us opportunities. He gives us doors. And we should fully pursue them while loving God and loving others. Father, we come before you today thankful for who you are and for the challenge that you give to us to love you and to pursue that with everything inside of us and then to love others. God, that's the foundational principle right there. Love God and love others. And we need to do our very best to keep learning and growing in our love for you and also in how we love and serve our neighbors. So I pray that you would start in me. Grow in me a greater passion, God, to love you deeply and to discover how to do that in Scripture and then use it in my life. And I pray that for Valley Point Church as well, that we would grow in our desire to love you, knowing that will spill out in how we serve our neighbors as well and how we love the people around us. That's the foundational principle, love God and love others. God, when we do that, I really believe, we then can pursue the passions within us, the opportunities that come our way, an open door, whatever we wanna call it, we can pursue that if our friendship with you is right and our friendships with others is right as well. I believe we can passionately pursue the opportunities that you present and we'll be doing exactly what you want for us. God, I think for many of us, those God opportunities are right there in front of us. Sometimes they seem small and mundane, but yet we need to step into them and fully pursue that. So help us to look close. What's right there in front of me with my family, my work, and my community? What can I do there 
to be a bright light. Help us to look for those things. God, often you give us other opportunities as well and help us to be open to that and ready to pursue what opportunities you give to us, what open doors come our way. God, help us to love you and love others and then pursue those opportunities that come our way, knowing that you will use all of us to be bright lights. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.